right. Hi. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Jordan. the Macau Podcast Universe. That's how you have to do this. With this mic? Yeah. yeah. This is what I'm, I'm testing this out. So oh. we're, we're peeking behind the curtain. Thanks a lot for giving it away. <laughs> I'm trying out a different mic today. It's simply because we have a guest. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's why I said it, because it's a great segue. Uh huh. Yes, yes. You you were just setting me up. We have a guest because on the last. So so, let, well, let's not introduce him yet. We gotta okay. we gotta keep him on the. <laughs> yeah, this outside. is the Macabre Podcast Universe. Yes, uh, we exist to prove people wrong when they say sequels, sequels are, are never, never better, better than, than the originals. Uh huh. And uh, we earlier this year we we covered uh, the the Sergio Leone Clint Eastwood movies. And man we with were no like, name. The man trilogy. with no name. Yes, and we were like, man, these are cool. And we want more Clint. Mm-hmm. And he's got a whole other series that he's done. Mm-hmm. And so here we are. We're back. We're doing Dirty Harry. We did Dirty Harry last week. And then now we're on the sequel. And in the Dirty Harry episode, I had talked about my father. <laughs> now, yes, you did. And I had said how my father is one of those people, as I think most uh, adults in America are who have kids, uh, he thinks that he can impersonate two people. <laughs> and the first one is John Wayne, and the second one is Clint Eastwood <laughs> in Dirty Harry. And so we had to have him come on. He needs to defend himself. Uh, and this one, I didn't realize that this was the one, but this is the line that my dad has spoken to me mm, roughly 1,000 times in my life. At least. And that is, what is it, Dad? A man's got to know his limitations. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are. We're talking about the sequel to Dirty Harry. It's Magnum Force. And uh, we got my dad. We got Lyle McCaw. We got him. We got him. <laughs> it was it was tough, you know, speaking with your manager and your agent and getting this all scheduled. But we did get you. So yeah. welcome to the show, Dad. Good to be here. Uh-huh. Big fan. <laughs> so could you tell me, what is, your ex- I, what is your experience with, let's start with Clint Eastwood. Well, just what's your experience with Clint Eastwood and go into, you know, Dirty Harry and all that? Well, uh, I think Clint Eastwood is, is one of the best things to ever happen to Hollywood um, for a number of reasons, just some, some great iconic movies mm-hmm. you yeah, know when course. you looked at those uh trilogy that you already did um and then uh his his westerns uh of which my vote for the best of all i mean the good the bad the ugly is up there uh-huh. but to me the outlaw josie wales edges it out wow that's as crazy the best clint eastwood western um and uh you know, and then his cop movies, his uh, every which way but loose movies with the orangutan and <laughs> and uh, um, Rocky Ronky Tonk and and um, uh, and play Misty for me, which yes. was his uh, first uh, directed film, and um, was just uh, an amazing movie. It's creepy. Movie. That's a good movie. Yeah, that's a really amazing good movie. movie. He he really has a range of things. Yeah. And um even to to show his complete range there was always one movie of his that I had never watched 
and I watched it this week because I wanted... So this was the only one that you were missing? Yes. I've seen all of oh, his movies. Okay. That's so um, crazy. Wow. But I had never seen The Bridges of Madison County. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I thought, oh, that looks stupid. Um, <laughs> but... What a typical is male that a, thing Is that think. a book or a play? I think it's a it's, play. It, a play. Right? It, no, I think it's a book. I think it's Jordan? an actual book. Well, he talks. I just can't remember, but I've never seen it. But anyhow... Um, it actually was a good movie. <laughs> it really was good. So you were just missing out and all these years. I, I was just missing out all these years. Yep. It's a book. So Okay. Um, and Meryl Streep was good in it, too? And yes, Meryl Streep is good in everything she does. <laughs> She's kind of amazing. <laughs> but uh, it, the interesting thing about that, it Clint Eastwood played the type of role that he'd never played before. Oh, cool. Okay. He was a straight guy. Yeah. You know, he was... Um, he was just a honest, decent uh, guy that um, didn't have to beat up anybody mm-hmm. or uh, be oh, okay. macho. And um, so, so he was, but he, he was, was genuine and real. Yeah. And um, he wasn't really being macho. He was maybe crying <laughs> macho, for example. <laughs> no, it wasn't that way. <laughs> but uh, but it was just really a really good movie. I would recommend it. Nice. Well, so you've you finished off Clint. Yes. So, the, I mean, you are the expert to have on this. You know this man's career. Um, when when did you? What was like the movie that got you into him? Do you do you remember that? Um, well, High Plains Drifter. Okay. I okay. think okay. when I was twelve, thirteen years old, saw that on TV. Mm-hmm. And of course, the TV version is different than the uncut version, uh-huh. a little bit, but um, <laughs> which you and I learned, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but uh, that movie uh, was my introduction to Clint Eastwood, and I been a big fan ever since. Okay, awesome. And and for for the audience, uh, when I was ye- I not too young, but kind of young, you had bought the movie High Plains Drifter yeah. on DVD, and you mm-hmm. had never seen the theatrical version of the movie. And so you were like, Micah, we got to watch this movie. And there is, I mean, there's like a graphic rape scene in the movie. Yes. Um, And that they would edit out of the TV. Yeah, it was not TV. (laughs) And so I was like, oh, I remember, like I asked you to turn it off because I went to bed. That was like too much for me. Um, and I think, I think you were disappointed for a number of reasons. One of them being like, you were just excited to show me this movie. And then I'm like, I'm going to go to bed early. (laughs) And then two, you, you just had no idea it was in the movie. I'd forgotten the detail that you hadn't seen the theatrical when you showed it to me. So it makes more sense now that you showed (laughs) me that movie. Um, yeah. So now as far as Magnum Force goes. Do you do you did you see this one in theaters? Did you? Well, I guess you would have been like thirteen. No, I did not see it see in, theaters. in theaters. No. When did you see Dirty Harry? Like the series? Was it later? Uh, I was probably in college. Yeah. Yeah. And there's five of these movies. Mm-hmm. So probably one mm-hmm. came out while you were in college. Yeah, I think. Um, uh, sudden impact. Okay. I think was one that came out then. Okay. Yeah, because they kind of span his career. I was I saw kind of like yeah. a montage on one of them, and it showed Clint Eastwood, and he looked kind of old. Yeah. Because I think I think one came out as late as like the nineties. I uh-huh. want to say. Yeah. Uh, the Deadpool, I think, right. came out then. Um, 
that'll be again our third Deadpool movie we cover this year. <laughs> uh, yeah, so for me, last night was the first night. I I'd only I don't know how you got around. I I don't maybe I didn't want to watch them or something because <laughs> you I never saw any of them except for Dirty Harry. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like I didn't I didn't totally dig Dirty Harry the first time I watched it. I think mm-hmm. I was expecting a little more, but when we watched it the other day and covered it, it's great. I mean, yeah. You know. Um. But yeah, so for me, the, my first experience was la- the other night when we watched it, mm-hmm. which I think was yours as yeah, well. Yeah, it was mine too. I mean, like I've said, I, I I think I've seen a little bit of every movie on TV because anytime yeah. a Dirty Harry movie was on, my dad would watch it. Yeah. But my dad's also, he would also flip to all the other stuff. So I never watched, saw a complete one. Right. <laughs> so yeah, t- t- this is definitely, like, it is my first time. Right. Okay. Um, okay. So, but let's talk about who made it. All right. So the director is Ted Post, who did Hang 'Em High, directed Hang 'Em High, uh, Beneath the Planet of the Apes, and this movie as well as some others. The screenplay is by John Milius, who wrote and directed a movie called Dillinger. Um, <laughs> he's the writer on Apocalypse Now. Oh. Uh, the Francis Ford Coppola movie. He did now. Here's what's crazy. He did uncredited script revisions on Dirty Harry, Jaws, Temple of Doom, The Hunt for Red October, Eraser, and Saving Private Ryan. Oh my god! Oh, wow, that's so he's pretty so good he's at writing. The fixer. They he's bring a heavy him in. hitter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then also on the screenplay is Michael Cimino, um, and he did Silent Running. Uh, as a writer, he he has some other credits as well, but as a writer, he did Silent Running, and then he has an uncredited write on Outlaw Josie Wales. So uh, I almost said Tarantino, but Eastwood <laughs> wanted to work with these guys again. Uh, the story is by John Milius. The cinematography is Frank Stanley, who did Breezy, Magnum, Thunderbolt, and Lightfoot, and The Iger Sanction. Okay. So lots of lots of uh, you've seen all those. Yep. Uh, those are all Clint Eastwood movies. The music is again by Lalo Schifrin. Yeah. And you and I, when this movie started, we were, you especially, you were like, man, I hope the mu- music's as cool as Dirty Harry was. It was awesome. It was so good. In and then <laughs> right away, the music's coming in with that great yeah. 70s. Yeah. They need to do an opening sequence like this movie again. So I just, I would like someone to do it. Oh, yeah. Where you just have a guy holding, not not literally this, but something like this. Because yeah. in this movie, you just have a guy holding up the gun mm-hmm. for the whole credit sequence with a red backdrop. <laughs> yeah. And you, you were like, if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Tarantino. Right. Which is true. Yeah. But I just would like someone to do this again because it looks so good. Especially how it ends when he turns the gun to you. Yes. It's yeah. so good. Now, who... Uh, there has to be a movie recently that's done this, right? Like, to, to, like this a version of this, right? A version of, like, that? With an opening sequence like yeah. that? Well, as as uh, Patrick Willems can tell us, is opening sequences aren't as popular anymore in movies. Movies just start now. Yeah. Uh, they're usually... There's not a lot of pageantry unless it's, like, a James Bond movie right now right like that's the moat because they're always mm-hmm. really elaborate and everything so i don't know what? i would love it i mean did did what what they do in once upon a time in Ho- oh no once upon a time in hollywood they're coming back on the airport and i think the credits are rolling i oh, just I fe- don't remember i just feel like there's got to be some examples of this that we just are not remembering right now i mean i hope so but but you know credits have have kind of gone by the wayside in a lot of ways yeah um but anyway, 
Yeah, we want more of that. Uh, the movie came out on Christmas, 1973. Uh, did not find the budget of the movie, and I'm realizing... Well, it wasn't on the pages I was checking, but I also didn't try and look further past that. Okay. I'm realizing now, and I'm just admitting it to you, audience. <laughs> but uh, the movie made $39 million. Uh, this was back in the day when not everything got distributed worldwide, and you could just release a movie in the U.S. It could make $39, and everyone would be happy. $39 million? $39. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's not very much. <laughs> um, so if you remember on our last episode... We talked about how there were a ton of writers on Dirty Harry, mm -hmm. and it went through a ton of script revisions. I don't know if you know this, Dad, but didn't know that. Yeah, they they had all different kinds of versions. Uh, Frank Sinatra was going to be it. Uh, John Wayne was going to be it. I've heard that. Yes. Um, Paul Newman says, "No, I don't want to be in it, but you should talk to Clint Eastwood because he's the guy to do it." So we have Paul Newman to thank for this. Yeah. Um, but it went through a bunch of different stories, and Terrence Malick. The mm -hmm. Terrence Malick. Uh, during that, he had written a draft that introduced a bunch of rogue cops who were vigilantes killing people. Oh, for the, like the first movie? For the that first was movie. a draft? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. And the director, Don Siegel, the, uh, Don Siegel from Dirty Harry, mm -hmm. he, he was like, I don't like this. No, we're not doing that. But Eastwood remembered it. And so when they Very started cool. working on this, he said, let's revisit that idea. That was a good idea. Well, I think that's sweet because while I was watching this movie, it felt like uh, a response to the first movie, like a very natural sequel. I know. Because I know. of the first movie, we see Dirty Harry take the law into his own hands. Yeah. Time and time again. And in this movie, all these cops are doing it now. And it's almost like they were inspired by his actions. Yeah. You know, in that, that one part when they're trying to like, in the garage, when they're trying to like convince him to be on their side, they're like, you should know better than anyone. Like, you should right. agree with us. And I it felt very cohesive. Yeah, as far as ideas for a sequel, this is about as good as you can come up with, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it, it's very much in dialogue with the first movie, which yeah. we'll, we'll get into more as we as we cover the plot. Um, yeah. But yeah, so um, so Milius, uh, he, he's writing it, but then uh, he goes and he directs Dillinger in 1973. And then that's when Michael Cimino comes in, does a revision of the script. Uh, the original script did not have the car chase and the climax on the aircraft carrier. Apparently, it was very just like A, B, C. Uh -huh. That's the script that John Milius wrote. Um, and this this blew my mind because there, there's one glaringly terrible thing in this movie. Mm -hmm. And that is this woman named Sunny who just shows up and she just says, Clint Eastwood, Clint Eastwood, have sex with me, please, please, please. And, um, <laughs> and so the addition of the character Sunny was done at the suggestion of Eastwood, <laughs> who reportedly received letters from women asking for a female to hit on Harry. So they just did mm. it, but didn't make her a character. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh, let's see about those letters. Wait, about yeah, it. that's so weird. <laughs> that sounds so... I mean, I'm, of course he gets fan mail. He's got a lot of admirers, yeah, of yeah. course. But all the, So he's like, all these women are sending me letters. They want this. They want this. We have to put this in the <laughs> They also want to wear my skin? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so silly. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of stupid, that part of it. Um, which, again, we'll get into more. But... Um, so Milius had this to say about the movie in retrospect. Uh, B, 
because he actually didn't like how it turned out. Oh, okay. So he said, quote, of all the films I had anything to do with, I like it least. They changed a lot of things in a cheap and distasteful manner. The whole ending is wrong. It wasn't mine at all. All movies had a motorcycle or car chase at the time, except Westerns. Mm. They have a scene where this black girl's pimp forces Drano down her throat. In the script, they merely went into the morgue, and Harry said, I don't feel bad for that son of a bitch. Because two weeks ago, uh, one of his girls was in here, and he'd pour Drano down her throat. I think it's better to hear about it than to see it later. Also, it goes mm. right back to the character again. You understand Harry's feelings about it. All the stuff they put in about the Japanese girl, they put in a scene where the star gets to F some girl, <laughs> and it's pretty hard to get out, get it out. Uh, my Dirty Harry scripts never had Harry knowing any girls too well other than hookers because he was a lonely guy who lived alone and didn't associate with people. I like that. Mm -hmm. uh, he would never be close enough to a woman to have any sort of affair. A bitter, lonely man who liked his work. And that's almost sudden impact. And is that the next one? No, that's a couple down the line. Oh, okay, okay. okay. But that's kind of his, what he is. It's oh, stuff like that, yeah. I, I do like, because in the first movie, they, they revealed that his wife died. So he's, um, yeah, so he he's not, there, there's no like romantic attachment in the first movie. Right. And I like that because he has that um, sad past. Right. So in this movie, it's like, I guess he's over his wife. <laughs> I know. Because I, I thought with this woman, like, try, like, what do I have to do to sleep with you? That he would like thwart her advances. And it's like, I'm not interested. But he pretty much just jumps right into bed with her. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. Uh, also, I think this is at a point when Eastwood is getting, I mean, and maybe you can confirm this. He's getting like huge, huge. Like everybody knows who Eastwood is. Oh, yeah. Um, because I think even before this, people knew who he was, but now now he's becoming like the Clint Eastwood mm -hmm. movie Household star name. icon. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so him and Ted Post, the director, had a lot of issues on set. Oh. Where Eastwood would say, you know, I don't want to do another take. I don't want to do this thing. So I think, I think on the one hand. Eastwood's oh. becoming more of a producer and he's thinking yep. more and more like a director because yep. he's directed at this point. But on the other hand, I think he's also like getting a little too big for his britches. Yeah. But what I also find interesting is he's not, he's unwilling to do a lot of takes. And if we know anything about Clint as far as directing, he is famously someone who will do like one take mm -hmm. or two. Mm -hmm. he, he does not do a lot of takes. He does as little as possible. And, and sometimes... It works to great effect in his movies. Mm -hmm. And then other times, like we mentioned Cry Macho as a joke, his most recent. Oh, yeah. Besides the movie having a pretty terrible script, it's yeah. one of those movies where, like, the acting is off. And you just think, like, you know, if you did do it maybe ten times, it'd be fine. Uh-huh. Instead of one or two takes. Because, you know, there's, like, a kid actor in the movie, and he's terrible. Oh. And, and part of that is probably because... He's probably not being really He's good directed. Yeah, yeah. Or at least put a plot in that movie. Well, that would have been helpful, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, that was such a funny experience, because I remember you and I, you came over to watch it, and sometimes you're not quite as harsh on movies as, as I can be. Yeah. And I think when the movie ended, you were just like, Man, that sucked. <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa, it's really bad." If he's he's like, yeah. "I'm not into it." Um, but yeah, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, the film also received negative publicity in 1974, 
because of the scene with the drain killer being poured down the prostitute's throat because um, it inspired the infamous hi-fi murders. Whoa. Um, who were two killers who believed the method would be efficient after seeing the movie. Uh, the killer said they were looking for a unique murder method when they stumbled upon the film and had not seen the movie, would have chosen a method different from the movie. What? Um, uh, I've never heard of this. Yeah. The hi-fi murders. I shouldn't have said it so excitedly. I just... <laughs> uh, I, I'm pulling it up on my Wikipedia to read about it later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, those are the notes I have on the movie. Jordan, hit us with them actors. Okay. So Hal Holbrook plays Lieutenant Briggs. Um, he is also in Into the Wild, Lincoln, All the President's Men. Oh, he plays Deep Throat in All the President's Men. Oh, okay. Um, wait, 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 and he's... He's the lieutenant. He's the guy that's like constantly like disagreeing with. Yeah. Okay. With Dirty Harry, um, and then he he's in a, a million shows. He, um, yeah, I, seeing him as an older person, I actually recognize him, um, because he oh, he okay. died in 2021. I'm gonna look him up while you're talking. Um, Mitchell Ryan plays Officer Charlie, who is the. Dirty Harry originally su suspects for the murders. Um, he's also in um, Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers, Liar, Liar, um, The First Lethal Weapon, um, The West Wing, and a, and a lot of TV, other TV shows. And Clint okay. Eastwood used him in a lot of his movies. Oh, okay. Did he, he does look okay. familiar yeah. to me, too, so that's probably... Yeah. Now, yeah. which one is Curse of Michael Myers? Is that four? I don't know. Okay. Sorry. I think it's five because I think four is Return this is of Michael Myers. The meta score is ten. I actually don't know if I've seen a movie oh, that low. That's bad. That's bad. Um, David Soul plays Officer Davis. He's uh, the really good shooter. Okay. Of the yeah. rookies, um, he is in Starsky and Hutch, the movie remake. Which means he's probably in the oh, show. Oh, which means he is. He's, he's Hutch. <laughs> <laughs> he is the titular Hutch. Okay. Um. He's also in Conjuring 2. Wow. Um, he's in Filth. Wow. Hmm. Um, Inspector Lewis, That Deadwood Feeling, and a lot, a lot of other stuff. Now, I think we talked about Filth when we did our X-Men movies, but that, there's no way that movie's good, right? I think that's what we talked about. Yeah. That it, I, th I, sure think it I, I think it hit me at a time where I thought that it was good, and I think if I it's watch it now... It's gritty and gross and weird. Yeah, I bet if I watch it now, I would not... I probably wouldn't even finish it. <laughs> yeah. Tim Matheson plays Officer Sweet. He's also in the West Wing. He is also in National Lampoon's Animal House. Oh, okay. Um, he's in Heart of Dixie, Virgin River. Oh. The show that you have a song on, Micah, Virgin River. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, he's in Virgin... Yeah, you can hear a song written by me, very quietly played, that people are listening to on a radio that's not even on screen while they're outside <laughs> and it makes no sense, but I'm getting royalty checks, so I'm happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, then, and then so many other TV shows. Um, Officer... Oh, Officer Ast Astra Astrachan, not saying that correctly, is played by Kip Niven. Um, who is also in Airport 1975, New Year's Evil, Earthquake, and a million other things. And then... We gotta watch Earthquake someday. That's like the... Oh, I've never... I, I feel like... Isn't that like the original like disaster movie? Oh, really? Or at least like one of the Yeah, I think Charlton ones. Heston's in it. 
I he think is. you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I've never really heard of that movie. And then Officer Grimes is played by Robert Urich. Um, he is in The Ice Pirates, Lonesome Dove, Vegas, A Long Way Home, Night of the Wolf. And that's tip of the iceberg for him. Tip, tip of the, what was the first movie you said? Iceberg. The first movie I said for him? Yeah. The Ice Pirates. The tip of the Ice Pirates. <laughs> <laughs> that was and such then, a reach. <laughs> and then uh, I'll, I'll do lastly... Um, Felton Perry plays Inspector Early. That's Dirty Harry's partner. Um, he's in Robocop, th- Robocop, two, one, two, and three. Oh, okay. Um, and then he's in Judging Amy, also in the West Wing. Everyone's in the West wow. Wing in this movie. We gotta watch that um, someday. And a million other shows. That's our that's our main players. Okay, last really bad joke. Um, so he's detective early, but when the movie's over, he's detective late. The late, I don't know, what the to late say. detective early. Not funny. I didn't even get my dad on that one. <laughs> so, Dad, do you want to do any um, impersonations or anything before we get started? <laughs> you wanna, no, you want to give okay. everyone uh, John Wayne or anything? <laughs> no, that's okay. Only if inspiration strikes. <laughs> all right, all right. Don't. so okay the movie are we good are we ready to jump in Mm -hmm. so the movie begins and like we said they have a title sequence it's just a red backdrop gun and it's slowly dollying in saying everyone who's in it bring that stuff back we need it we love it it sets the mood Mm -hmm. it's great um it reminds me that this dirty hairy guy is cool yeah and all i'm seeing is the gun yeah. <laughs> and not just any gun. It's yeah. It's a 44 Magnum, Magnum with light the, loads. The gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's when they they re I don't know if he re-recorded or if they just took it from the original, but where he says, you know, do you you got to ask yourself do you feel lucky? Mhm. Well, do you? Mm-hmm. Gun shoots. Um it's sort of funny you know, because we talk about franchises all the time. It it's it's kind of funny to be talking about like a cop show or a cop series from the 70s and it's like oh you gotta put the catchphrase in there it's like a captain america like but he's gotta say that he gets back up Mm -hmm. or whatever captain america says i can't even remember at the moment but it's funny that that even even back then they knew that about franchises Mm -hmm. that you gotta just give the people what they want yeah (laughs) um and then it opens on this prosecutor well this man has been acquitted of murder. Yes, yes, that's what I mean. And I on like a technicality. On a technicality, yeah. and they are walking out of the courthouse, and there is like a mob. I liked how they shot it a lot. It felt very frantic. very natural. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, and they they pile into the car and drive off. But it is a lot of like showing the crowd. Like it's pretty. It, it's pretty clear. Like this guy is guilty. Yeah, like he should have been convicted. You almost felt like you were. In the crowd. Yeah, you, yeah. you do, yeah. It, it, real, it took you right there. Yeah. Well, And this is a great way to set it up because if you've seen the first movie, you're thinking like, all right, Dirty Harry's got to take this guy out. Uh-huh. And so the movie's already kind of setting up this dialogue between the two movies and like the the politics of both of the movies and what they're discussing and how this movie's kind of like... I mean, I don't know how intentional it is, but it does feel like this movie is saying, you know... We went too far, mm-hmm. and and it, when you go too far, you lose the law. You gotta you gotta keep the law, mm-hmm. and so 
and this right away, you know, we're even thinking, yeah, get this guy. This guy's a scumbag. Yeah. Let's get him. Um, so then he gets stopped by a motorcycle cop and we don't see the face. And of course we know this isn't Clint because if this was Clint, they'd let us know right away. So they're, they're yeah. introing us to th- this, this, uh, movie's killer. Uh huh. And, uh, you know, he asked to see the license and they're kind of going, come on, what do you, do you know who we are? Mm-hmm. You can't ask us for a license. You can't do these sorts of things, but does. And then he shoots everyone in the car. Um, and then I, I love this when, because, because Harry is not the, the, the thing that makes this movie work is, is that Harry is not just suddenly a different character because when he shows up at this crime scene, he, the Lieutenant's like, what do you think happened here? Or, or, no, 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 he's mad that he's there. No, he's mad because he's yes. on stakeout because yeah. he, yeah, because he doesn't listen to authority. He's, he's insubordinate. Right. So in terms of character, it's yeah. the same. Well, that, yeah. Um, but before, uh, anyway, he says to someone, I don't remember who, but he goes, I don't know, looks like somebody paid, uh, saved the taxpayers a lot of money. Uh, yeah. And so it's like, he still yeah. is happy that this guy died. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what I was trying to get I to. Understand. But, but yes, go ahead with the. Yeah. So he's been stuff. put on stakeouts basically as a punishment for, mm-hmm. I mean, assumingly also like the events of the last movie. Um, so they don't cry police brutality every time he steps out. <laughs> oh, is that what they said to says. him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then we were introduced to the lieutenant, who is a new character, uh-huh. and they butt heads. He does not like he does not like Harry at all. And um, but but it's just funny that Harry's just going around the scene anyway, like investigating. Like, yeah, I'll leave yeah. when I'm when I got what I want. I'm good and ready. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and I see this not so much that Harry is this rogue cop, uh-huh. but that he finds himself in situations where he has to use lethal force, right? And and um, and it's it's not that he's going against the system, but he's got some uptight bosses above him who don't like it, mm-hmm. right? Even though he's doing what has to be done. Uh-huh. Yeah, well that's that's certainly what the movie presents, yes. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh, but but I think th- what this movie posits though is is that okay? And and I think the movie ultimately says no, it's not okay. Because I mean, that's of the what other I think. cops? Yeah. Yeah. Cuz the the co- cuz it's kind of like I mean, and I think Harry even says it where it's like or are we going to start killing people who jaywalk? Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah if, when if, does it end? When does it end? Um, Harry doesn't cross that line. Those guys did. Yeah. But also I think he probably has, you know what I mean? Like it, in, in a lot of ways, because even in the last movie, you know, there's the, there's the bank robber and it just feels like he could have stopped it in a different way. Now I know half of the thing is this movies are supposed to be entertaining yeah. action movies. Yeah. You know, they're not necessarily like, diatribes on the law but um it it does feel like he could have done things more by the book you know okay but it's also like i feel like he's a creative problem right, solver right. which they really illustrate in the high the plane hijacking yeah which mm-hmm. is just a funny such a funny scene right where he's like i'll be i'll be that pilot that they're asking for yeah <laughs> but basically he he does use force yeah to apprehend Magnum. these people 
Magnum Force, yeah. <laughs> um, well, actually, he doesn't use Magnum Force in this scene. No, no, no. no. But um, he he Magnum does Magnum Force use... is a way of life, Jordan. <laughs> it's not just a gun. But it, but it's like I, I feel like in that scene, it is like he's using creative problem solving to solve that situation. I do think the um the part when he subdues the first dude, but he's going after the second dude, and uh-huh. he has the the has a gun now, and he's just like shooting in the plane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like I mean, it's a movie. It's exciting. It's it's all that stuff. But um, ultimately. He's like, he might have been the only person who could solve that situation. Right. Yeah. Right. Because all these dudes were just hanging, not hanging out, but they were all trying to figure out what to do. And it's like, you got to do something now. They're they're yeah. taking these people hostage. Well, and 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 this reminds me, I because I got to plug it on our Patreon this month. We covered David Fincher's Zodiac. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patreon.com slash Micah McCaw notes uh, the, the link is in the description. You have to listen to it. It rules. It's a great episode, but you had pointed out something about how like dirty Harry, and I don't want to give it all away cause I want to tease people so that they'll listen to the episode. Dirty Harry is like, it's like a fantasy of what, what we wish could happen. Mm-hmm. And Zodiac is like the reality mm-hmm. of how you have to do these things yeah. because well, actually, no, that's all I'm going to say so that people will listen because there's more to it. But you, you brought up something that, that was really great. And now you have to listen. <laughs> but when he goes to the airport uh, before he does that, something that we need to point out is he has one of the better looking burgers I've seen on film. Yes. And he bought it at an airport. Yeah. Yeah. It's the oh best burgers in the city, doesn't he say? Oh, is that what he yes. says? Man, it looks so good. It looks so good. (laughs) He ate the whole thing. He did. He did eat the whole thing. He was taking big bites, which I always appreciate in a movie. Yeah, take the bites for real. Yeah. Um, And and actually, this movie did, it passes the George Costanza test because in this movie later, when they're they're coming to like the, they're surprising like, uh, I don't remember the guy's name, but in the warehouse section. Uh huh. Um, oh, all those guys eating their They're lunch. eating noodles and stuff, and it's like one unbroken shot, and they're just eating, eating, <laughs> eating. And I'm like, man, if somebody messes up, they're going to be full to having to do this a couple times. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so does the does the, uh, the the airport hijacking takes care of that. So it's like he's been sidelined into stakeouts, but as we've said, he still finds he, trouble. He's still finding his way to to, oh, yeah. to do his job. Yeah. And to do it how he wants to do it. Yeah. And then the movie immediately tricked me and I felt ashamed because okay. then we were introduced to the character of Charlie. And when he got out and he was like, man, I'm so done being a police, but I got to do it. Oh, these criminals are Sometimes such crooks. Sometimes you wish you could just take the law into your own hands. and Yeah. And I yeah. thought it's the 70s. They're not going to build a big twist. Charlie's the killer. <laughs> uh, that's what I thought. I'm like, he's for sure the killer. No doubt in my mind. But what did we learn from The Office and Dwight Schrute? Who you most medium suspect. And he was who I most suspected. So gosh darn it, of course it's not him. That's not how it works with, with <laughs> whodunits. Um, but yeah, so then he goes to the gun range and meets the cadets. The four rookies who he learns are really good at shooting yeah. and has some respect for them because they seem to know their stuff. They were army rangers, I think, weren't they? I think they were. They said yeah. They were, yeah. They were I all think... in the military together and sharpshooting and yeah. 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 And he, it, you kind of, I get this sense from Harry where he's like, Oh, the future of the police is in good hands with all these yeah. young guys. 
Yeah, I, I like. I really like how that scene. I, I like how Clint Eastwood played that scene because there's a version of this where he's kind of squinty eyed and being like, "Oh, these punks! I, uh-huh. I can't stand yeah. new recruits." But he's just kind of kind uh-huh. and kind of like, "Oh, good to meet you guys. Yeah, cool. Want to shoot my gun? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah." Um, and right then and there, I should have medium suspected them. That would have been perfect. It was so early in the movie, though. How could you know? I know. I know. Um, well, they were motor cops. Yeah. You know, motorcycle yeah. cops. Yeah, I guess it's pretty the obvious. Already, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of obvious to some of us. <laughs> um, but then, then we show the execution by the pool is the next scene. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know yeah. if you caught this, Lyle, because I didn't catch this. Do we know, like, why they killed these people? Do you remember? I think they were part of a some type of a organized crime organized crime family. Okay. Yeah. They probably said it and I just missed it cuz in the movie anyone that's killed is like yeah, involved yeah. in something. But after that I was like, did they just like randomly kill people at a pool party? <laughs> I mean, it looked like a weird pool party, but um, yeah, the it, it showed like, how I'm far engaged. they would go because there were people that probably didn't have that's anything true. to do yeah, that's good that's point. with the criminals in it, but they were at that house, so hey, they all gotta go. Right. And it, it showed the how how deep the depravity had already gone yeah. with yeah. these four cops. Yeah, because a lot happens after this yeah. killing. Yeah. Now, one thing I, I just keep... Because I, I said... I just have to defend myself here. I said in the previous movie, you know, Dirty Harry could have done those things more by the book. But I just want to recognize that's only to explore the politics of the movie. If they did that, there would be no movie. It would be boring. It would be a boring movie that wouldn't be good. Yeah. So I'm not advocating that the movie should have done that, just for the record. Yeah. <laughs> I think I we explained all that in the last one, but I'm just sitting here going, man, I sounded like such an idiot 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, then he visits Charlie's ex-wife. Yep. And she's like, man... We gotta sleep together sometime. What is going on? How come we haven't slept together? But she also reveals that Charlie had been to the house recently. Yeah, and was playing Russian roulette, like in oh front of gosh, his children, yeah. and it, it, so reveal. I mean, we're supposed to think it's Charlie. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's like, okay, this man is sick. Like he's he's going around doing things that are really bad, and even himself. Yeah. Um. But that's kind of a nice, it's kind of nice to see him interact with the children and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of, I like his relationship with her because that felt more like the Dirty Harry from the other movie as far uh-huh. as like his love life because. Yeah. At first I thought this was like his girlfriend. Yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, he wow. He's got a girlfriend with three kids. Wow. Yeah. Because this feels more like, oh, nothing's ever happened between them because, you know, he had his wife and uh-huh. he's not interested. Whereas uh-huh. the other one was just like, oh, this is just a movie that was made in the 70s by men. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's go, comes with the territory. But, um, yeah, then I wrote supermarket. Yes, the supermarket. They stake out the supermarket. Uh-huh. This is a fun That's scene. where they were on stakeout. Mm-hmm. Oh, at the beginning, that's where they were supposed to be? Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and this is great where his partner early is running the the register and the guy is calling him like a racial slur. Yeah. He's so upset. 
Mm-hmm. And then and then the guy's like, get on your knees, get on your knees. He's got a gun. And then he gets on his knees. And then, of course, Harry shoots right above his head and blows the guy <laughs> away. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, then there's a gunfight ensues. What I really like about this scene, though, is Early's acting and his reaction to the aftermath. Yeah. Yeah. It's the first time he had killed somebody. Um, early? Yeah, that's what oh, he said. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, but, and I, I, I just like that character a lot because it's like, okay, he's got another new partner. Uh-huh. When we mm-hmm. were introduced to his character, you hear people like already taking bets on how long he's going to live. Yeah. Right. And I feel like or he's, last is his or, partner. Or last, yeah. And I, I feel like he's, he's handling it all really well, mm-hmm. even though he's shocked at times. Um, but yeah, even in this scene, like he's, he, handles, he handles it well. Yeah. But I, I really like how he says to Harry, he says, he waited a long time. And he has this kind of look of, on his face of, mm-hmm. of he, he's unsure what this is. You know, he killed a guy for the first time. And he's just totally frazzled also because he's not sure he trusts Harry to save his life because he waited so long to kill the guy or to stop it from happening. Um, and those are the little moments that, that make this movie, I think, better than it, than it could have been. Because mm-hmm. this could be pretty run-of-the-mill. There's a little bit of that in there, I think. But uh, moments like that make it better. Um. Then now this this shows the naivety of Micah. Okay. The next note I have is taxi picks up money lady. <laughs> <laughs> now when it was <laughs> Wait, so did you not when did you know that that when did you when did you figure it out? And th- this is when so the man stupid. got in the car. It was when the pimp showed up. Oh. <laughs> you didn't know she was a harlot? <laughs> No, I didn't. <laughs> oh my gosh, Mike! I just so didn't. Funny. I wasn't thinking about it. I just didn't. Wow. I, and looking back, I mean, seeing that note, oh boy. Um. So now, in referencing <laughs> the was it the writer or the director who had issues with this movie overall? Yes, which, the which one was the it? writer. Sorry, the writer. Not yes, John so Millius. And, and thinking back about his note, especially on this note, how he would have done it differently. Yeah where you like see it from Harry's perspective. You'd just show up I at like the morgue. I like that better. Yeah. Then seeing this happen. Yeah. Yeah. I do understand that this it's like, oh, this is action packed. This is terrible and stuff, but story-wise and character-wise, I think it's better if it came from Harry's perspective. Well, and I think it hurts the movie narratively because one of the strengths of the movie is that these cops are killing everybody, but we've not seen any of them commit crimes. Oh yeah. And so we know we're, we know they're probably right, but we actually don't know. Whereas, yeah. whereas in dirty Harry one, you know, it's that guy. So uh-huh. when he kills him, you're like, yeah, kill that guy. But in this, we don't actually know they haven't seen their day in court, but when it shows the pimp and he pours the Drano, then when they kill him, it's kind of like, yeah, kill that guy. Yeah. And and the whole movie's kind of trying to make you question whether this is good or not, but then they oh, do that's one another that's good point. basically a righteous kill. Yeah. Like according to this world, yeah. you know, and the previous movie. So, um yeah, I I didn't even think about that until reading the writer's quote and then thinking back, I'm like, yeah, that that shouldn't be in the movie. Yeah. That hurts the movie. Yeah. Um so then that scene happens and then 
He goes to his apartment, Mr. Harry. I keep on wanting to call him Dirty Harry every time. Uh, And he sees someone named Sunny who stops him. And she says, I've lived here six months. You're the cop upstairs, right? And he's like, yeah. And she goes, I just have one question. What does a girl have to do to go to bed with you? (laughs) It's like... Knock on the door. Yeah, he says you could try knocking. And see... When this started, so she goes upstairs, and she comes in, knocks on the door, and then he gets a call, and he has to leave. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, is, it, is the movie pulling a bit? Because yeah. Charlie's ex-wife said, oh, my gosh, I would love to sleep with you. And he was like, I had to go. Sorry. It, and I thought it would be so funny if, like, three or four times in this movie, people kept trying to throw themselves at him, and he's like, ah, I gotta go. And he, and he never slept oh, with anybody. That would be better. I, yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> um, but I do, I, I, I've rarely seen a movie, even from this time period, that has, like, such a, a sexist, like, portrayal know, of pretty, this. It's, it's wild. It's pretty wild. It is so wild. I couldn't believe it. I was yeah. like, Okay. <laughs> well, then for for me, when I when that happens, it's like okay. So then I just start thinking, like, are there any women characters in this movie? We do have Charlie's wife, yeah, and she does come back, and they wrap up her like with the stuff that happens there. But uh, that's it. But fortunately, she's she's given a character trait, which is she wants to sleep with Harry. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. Now, something that they missed out on that they should have done. Or maybe they could do it now. Is they should they could do, um, uh, Dirty Sally at some point. Okay. And these these could all be prequels to When Harry Met Sally. Oh gosh. <laughs> just a slow nod. Is from that a my note dad. you took while watching the movie? No, I just thought of it now. Oh sure. Uh huh. Um, yeah. So so Sunny is not great. Uh, it's kind of funny. Why? So who calls him and where does he go? I don't remember. So then he, he go, he gets he gets put back on homicide. That's um, right. And then that's when he says, "The man's got to know his limitations." <laughs> yeah, and I, I, yeah, he says that, and I'm like, okay, there it is. That's that's what my dad says, you know. And and for for those listening, the, my dad would say this so often. It'd be like. Oh, hey, dad, I need to go, you know, you asked me to mow the lawn, but I, I need to go over to Jake's house because we were going to practice music. And you go, a man's just got to know his limitations. <laughs> and I'm like, how is that relevant at all? Or, or it's like, relevant to everything. <laughs> or, you know, it's a man's way of life. <laughs> That's the magnum way. <laughs> but yeah, it, it'd be, as, you know, I don't know. I, I don't. I think I changed my mind. I'd rather go to Dairy Queen for dinner instead you of... You can put it on my tombstone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he found his limitation. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, love that. And uh, it, it is funny, though, because it's it's one of those quotes that, much like the one I always quote is uh, from Taxi Driver, where he says, you talking to me? Uh-huh. Where you... I've heard it so many times... And it's been so uh, emphasized in certain ways that it sounds a certain way in my head. And then when I watched the movie, he's just like, a man's just got to know his limitations. And yeah. walks out and I'm like, oh, this is the big line? <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, you know, in Taxi Driver, I think anytime someone sees that now. Oh, over the top. Yeah, th- yeah. They're, they're, yeah. They're like, oh, he just says, you talking to me? Yep. 
But whereas we all we all would we impersonate it, go, you talking to me? Uh? <laughs> you uh-huh. know? <laughs> Not how it goes. Um, and then he said, so then he goes back to his apartment, and Sonny's there naked. Yep. She'd just been hanging out in his apartment. Yep. And um, I wrote, they didn't even try to make it interesting. Their their entanglement, their romantic entanglement, nope. they just were like... They fade to black. They don't show anything. Well, not even that, but like their connection. No, oh, no, Nothing no, no, no. about it. It's no. just like so thrown in there. And she says, you're my first cop. And he says, I guess that'll be two firsts. Which, get that out of here. That's, <laughs> no, that's know, garbage, man. man. I hate that. It was the 70s. <laughs> it yeah. was the 70s. That is for sure. Um. Yes, so then the lieutenant gets... Am I going too fast? I feel like I'm blazing through this. Are we... uh, I think it's fine. Okay, okay. we're fine. Good, good. Um, So the lieutenant has (laughs) Dirty Harry uh, chasing someone who clearly didn't murder anyone because Dirty Harry's like... (laughs) Harry's saying, you know, we need to... This is someone who's killing uh, people who've committed crimes... And you're having me go after someone who would most likely be a victim. He's it's like a like, crime boss yeah. that he been wants like him convict, to go. Not, I don't know, convicted but not found guilty of like 23 murders. Yeah. This person that he's sent to go after. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't everyone's given someone to tail? Yeah, yeah. It's because they're, they're spreading the police force and stuff. Yeah. But of course, now looking back on it, because we didn't know this, the lieutenant is part of the gang. So he's mm. trying to lead them yeah. all astray. Um. Which that was a pretty good twist. I I didn't yeah. I didn't think that he was in on it because I thought he was too suspect. Straight edge. Like like what? like he was too. Oh, that would be the killer, you know, because he's oh. he's so over the top and yeah. mean to Harry. But he was one of them. So then Harry and Early they are in the car tailing, you know, one of the one of the mob bosses. And I love this. He pulls up beside him and he says, where's San Quentin? I can't find it because they're in an unmarked <laughs> car. And the guy's like, I, I don't know. Can you not read? And he goes, I just, I'm asking you if you know where San Quentin is, asshole. And then he drives <laughs> away. Because he's just, he's not the kind of guy to sit there and stake out. He wants to just yeah. make the yeah. action happen. And he knows it's not him. So it's just, oh, that was so funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. But then this culminates in maybe maybe the coolest scene for me, I think, um, which is there's these cops that are that are doing a stakeout on yeah. on a guy they've been assigned by the lieutenant who might be the murderer. And meanwhile, we have a cop that's the motorcycle cop that's walking up the steps, going up the apartment to this guy's like love nest. Um and I have a question before that. Yeah. Sorry. So they're doing the stakeout and while they're while they're doing it, yeah. they notice that a police officer gets into a fender bender. Do we know which police officer? That was Charlie. It was Charlie. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I just can't remember if it was if it was clear or not. Yeah. Oh, actually, I thought it was the other guy, but it was Charlie that got in yeah, the fender it was, bender. It was Charlie okay. got in the fender bender. Okay. Um but yeah, all of this is nice. There's some nice tension. We know what's happening and and it's kind of like it, this is cool because you're sitting there and and you go, they're the guys are going to get found out now because it's being surveilled. Yeah. But then of course they sort of miss it um, because it happens inside and they can't quite see inside. And he and this kills is when him. it's revealed who is doing the killing. Yes. Where they show us the guy's face. 
Yeah, which I couldn't like connect who it was in the movie when I first saw oh. him. I was like, who's that? It's just an adult Charlie Bucket. How can you forget? <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, killing him, comes down the stairs, then they see Charlie, and he kills him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now he's like gone too far. He just killed an innocent cop, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so now things have gone too far. I mean, they already went too far, but even by their standards. Yeah. And then I, I like that Harry picks up on the fact that, like, it doesn't make sense that the that the the blonde cop got there in the time yeah. frame. So, mm-hmm. so they start kind of figuring out circumstantially, like, things aren't adding up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Any Anything on that sequence in that scene? Just that it was pretty nuts. I don't know. Yeah. I, I liked how they, they, it, w- it was good pacing with the guys who were holed up yeah. in the stakeout and then what mm-hmm. was actually ha- like the actual action that was happening. I, I thought it was good. Now, do either of you think you could do a stakeout? It looked pretty boring. I don't think I could do it. Too, too boring for you? Too boring. Okay. I think I could do yeah, it. Yeah, I'd be. Well, it's, it's not unlike sitting in a deer stand or sitting on a yeah. hillside while you're hunting. I mean, That's you're true. waiting for stuff to happen. You're glassing, you're looking and, you know, falling asleep and waking <laughs> up. And... Yeah, maybe I could do it, but maybe I could play chess at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, see, a, a, a stakeout would be hard these days with phones. Because uh-huh. everybody would be trying to play Candy Crusher. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's not even late, folks, but it sounds like it's late for me. Um, so then we have the gun contest that was talked about at the beginning of the movie that Dirty Harry always wins. Yep. And when this scene was going on, I was like, oh, okay. I wasn't sure how, but I was like, something by the way that Clint's acting, uh, he knows something's up with this guy who he's in the finalist with, and he's suspicious yeah. about something. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, this is when he's gonna he's gonna figure things out. So they do this big gun contest and they tie, and then they do this other one where they have to go along and and these you know people pop up. Sometimes it's a a woman, don't shoot her. Sometimes it's a cop, don't shoot him. Then it'll be like a a guy with a gun, you shoot him. Mm-hmm. You know these like cardboard cutouts. And then Clint asks if he can use the guy's gun at the end. At the, the guy end. has won at this point. Yeah. And, uh, but the whole time we're like, yeah, there's, there's some reason why he would lose because Dirty Harry wouldn't have lost to this guy. Yeah. Well, no, first though, in, in the contest, uh, David soul character yeah. has a perfect score mm-hmm. and then Clint goes in and does his. And the last thing that pops up is a cop and yes. Clint shoots the cop. Yes. Yeah. And I think, and so yeah. then Good he turns and yeah. he yes. looks at those four guys, yep. those four rookies. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I know. Yep. Yeah. And then um he asks uh um the David Soul character, hey, can I use your gun and try a couple of Yeah, shots? yeah. So he does a thing after he'd already lost. And intentionally gets a bullet caught in a in one of the buildings. In a door jam. So that he yeah. can check ballistics later. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, oh, I that love, last love, one love got that. away from me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and you know, you're like, yeah, he's he's 
figuring something out. Like yeah. he's yeah. he's not losing this contest on purpose. Mm-hmm. Or I mean he is losing it on purpose so that he can figure this stuff out. Yeah. Um and yeah, so this is this is where I wrote it's sort of a response to Dirty Harry and but we've kind of talked about this this whole episode, right? Yeah, pretty much. So he takes the bullet to ballistics, but isn't really telling anyone yeah. what he's doing yet. And that's when <clears throat> early invites him to dinner with his, his uh, wife. And it, it's like, I, I just, it's a very sweet moment. Uh-huh. And, but Harry's like, no, I'm, I'm on it now. Oh my God. What have you done? Just spilled some water. It's fine. Spilled so much. Water. It'll dry. It'll dry. Anyway, <laughs> but but he's like he's on the trail now. He's getting this. He's figuring it out. Uh, yeah. And then how soon after that does he get the lieutenant in to look at the bullet? I think like pretty much right away he gets yeah. he yeah. gets him. Yeah. And is it, it? I just might be wrong. Does the lieutenant not believe him? He says like it doesn't quite match, right? Yeah, he's he's making up stuff about the Which bullet yeah, that Clint right. already knows is not true. Clint yes. knows yeah. it's the same thing. Yes. And so now he's suspecting something about the uptight yeah. lieutenant. Yeah. Yes. And then at the point later on when um, Harry is getting worked on by the doctor and the lieutenant's coming in and like writing him about yeah. what he's done and he's like, give me that bullet. Yeah. And at that point, I think yeah. Harry's like, I don't even need this anymore. Or, like he gives, he just gives it to him, right? And he gives him a false bullet. He gives oh, him a, a false dummy bullet. bullet. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Oh, okay. So- He's he kept the real one. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. So then they then they go to arrest someone that definitely isn't the killer. Yeah. And they're they're in this like construction site, not a where I said warehouse earlier, a construction site, like a pier. Pier. Yeah. A pier construction site, and uh, and there's there's guys they're sitting there, and then they get tipped off that the cops are coming. And then they look outside and they go, I don't know what's going on. If it's if it's like another gang that's dressed as cops that's going to ambush us, what 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 are we going to do here? Well, then they see Harry wandering around and it's uh-huh. like that guy's not a cop, but he has a gun. Yeah, because he's just. But it. that's not a cop's gun. But yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. right. That's not a cop's yeah. gun. And uh, and then I think it's Sweets tries to open the door and he gets killed yep. like immediately. Yes. Yep. Um. And that's the Animal House guy, right? I think so. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I can see. I think the whole movie, I was like, I recognize that guy from something. Yeah. And now, <laughs> yeah, he's like the main character of Animal House, isn't he? Well, I guess it's the main kinda, character. There's like six main characters, oh, basically. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I don't remember who he is. Yeah. Um, he's not John Belushi. No, yeah. <laughs> but John Belushi's not. He's not like he yeah, kind of just Micah, shows like, up in a way. Oh, I he's, he's the best part. He's of the most the movie. memorable, but he's certainly yeah. not the main character of yeah. the movie. Um, so then, um, there's a big gunfight that ensues and then it culminates basically after the gunfight's over. I think they kill most of the people. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. and then the cops talk to Harry in the garage yep. of his apartment and they say, you're either for us or you're against us. You of all people should know this is how things need to get done. And he says the thing about, I believe you have misjudged me. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and I I can't remember if it's here or or when, but he says, um, yeah he's he says uh, oh he says this to Briggs. I think it's when Briggs. That's uh, a little bit later. I'll I'll save it for for later. But this is when after after they leave. Yeah, he finds the bomb in his mailbox. Yeah, 
And yes. this was very, I thought this was very funny. It could, should have gone along with that bit you were talking about that we wish they had done. Yeah. Yeah. But he's trying to, he's unscrewing his mailbox. And that guy comes down the stairs and he's like, what are you doing? You live here? The federal offense. It's a federal offense. I'm going <laughs> to yeah, call yeah. the police. I am the police. And the guy says, oh, you're the cop that lives upstairs? Yeah, yes. He, he's, <laughs> like, he's like, like are you going to ask to go to bed with him too? <laughs> oh, man. If, if Yeah, if he didn't sleep with Sonny and then this guy said something as well. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that'd be so, so funny. Yeah. <laughs> But then, um, yeah, so so the guys put a palm in his mailbox and his Early's an Early's mailbox. Now, this for me, after the the previous action sequence, I'd say just for me personally, the movie kind of starts lulling. Uh-huh. And it kind of feels like a just and well, this is funny now that now that we know the quote from the writer because he said the ending was tacked on. Uh-huh. And shouldn't have been there because I feel like the ending is just kind of like, okay, let's, I get it. Let's get the cops. Then let's end this thing. Uh-huh. Um, Cause you know, I think the first movie is like an hour 40 and this one's two hours. Oh, okay. And I really felt that extra 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, And even the bomb thing, it's kind of, I don't know. They, they kind of unceremoniously kill his partner in a way that I know I felt the same way. It was like, Oh, he could have been in the next movie. He could have, uh, uh, I don't know what story service it serves that his partner was killed. I know. I, I agree with that. He just got killed. Just that it, it falls in line, though, with Harry going through partners. Yeah. With yeah. the whole thing. I mean, it yeah. just... Uh, right. Gotta yeah. lose a partner every movie. and Yeah, I, I guess I should be expecting that for the next three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it just felt... I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't dig the rest of the movie that much. It's not bad. I'm not saying it's bad, but the, the car chasing is f- cool. Car chasing. Some cool. of it's pretty that's nuts. A, yeah. Good car chase. Um, but, but I, I do, especially with hearing the quote, it's like, well, I wonder if they had really figured out story wise, what to do, what kind of ending we would have had. Right. San Francisco is the perfect city for car chases. Oh yeah, you got yeah. those big You've got ramps, the hills, and they go down Lombard Street. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I I didn't. Jordan said, "Is that is that isn't it Lombardi or is it just Lombard?" Lombard. Oh, Lombardi is a football player, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Coach. Coach. Yeah, I knew that. I know about sports. Um, but yeah, Lombard Street, and I said, "No, I don't think so," because it looked so different. And then I was kind of like, "Well, it's got to be because it's the curve. Like, mm-hmm. what else could it be?" But it looked so different than if you go on that street today. Yeah. It's, it's like not even the same at all, really. Except I mean, for... it's, it's like they straightened it out. <laughs> yeah. It's a straight line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so then, then Briggs, the Lieutenant is in on it as well. And now we're getting mm-hmm. to the final showdown. And this is when Harry says, um, pretty soon you're going to start executing people for jaywalking. He's asking mm-hmm. him. And then he says what I really like. He says, I hate the system, but until someone comes along with a better one, I'll stick to it. Yep. Because the guy's like, come on, Harry, you should know. Yeah. And then they chase through a battleship. Uh, well, wait a minute. Wait, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah. What? You're, you're forgetting that, that he calls uh, L- Lieutenant Briggs and uh-huh. says, hey, I found this bomb. Yes. And Briggs right. comes and says, I want to see it. Yes. And then while they're walking out to his car, he goes, oh, you drive, Harry. 
That's right. And then he gets in and pulls a gun on Harry. Yeah. And directs him on where to go. And directs him on where to go. Yeah. Oh, is there a new way to the station? Yes. (laughs) And we're not going to the station. Yes, Yes, that's right. Then they have that conversation. And then Harry smashes his head on the dashboard, (laughs) throws him out of the car, and he's being chased by the The, the motor cops. The motor cops. Yeah. Um, Which kills one of them. Kills one of them. I, I think it's a pretty... Hacked on or not, I think it's a pretty good car chase scene. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the car chase is nice. Um, but then, but then we ed, ed, we ed, uh, we get to the big ship, and they're yeah. they're walking yeah. through it, and he kills another cop. That this is when I wrote chase through battleship takes a long, long time. It does. I agree <laughs> and with I was that. Like, okay, he let's... does kill a cop with by karate chopping his neck though. Yeah, which which that was kind of funny. Is like they should have written something that was. Less, uh, I don't, I don't know. It's like he's been saying that he's he is for the system and he'll work within it, and then he just starts repeatedly hitting a guy in the neck until he dies when he has the upper hand. Yeah, and I'm like, I feel like they should have just written something where he had to shoot him because sure. that, that's a kill where it's like you, you actually didn't have to kill him, sure. you know? Yeah, um, because you you had him down, mm-hmm. and then you just kept on beating his throat until he died. I feel like that is definitely a like, that's the, it's this kind of movie. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but then then he there's a there's a chase with a motorcycle that's kind of fun, and then it the this is the funniest part of the movie. Well, actually, the son he thinks the funniest, but um. He's being chased. He slides his motorcycle a certain way, and then the other cyclist like flies off of the battleship and hits the water. It's like a thirty foot drop and dies. He just he died from like thirty feet. He hit the water and just died. A man's got to know his limitations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then the lieutenant's still alive. And he sets the bomb for the timer, and the lieutenant's like, Harry does. Yeah, and and lieutenant says, you know, okay, you're you done. In the you're done. You're yeah. done, man. Yeah. I'm gonna prosecute you. And he drives off. Yep. And it explodes. Yeah, the bomb goes off. And then uh, the credits almost immediately start rolling because but then it's... before Clint says, okay, man's got, man's to, know got to know his yep. limitations. And then he starts sauntering off. And then we get the credits, which is pretty sweet because it's like, oh yeah, this is a '70s movie. They just end. They movies, just end them, which is just great. Yeah, you especially love to since see it was already feeling a little, a little long. A little long yeah. That it's like, oh, thank goodness they just ended it. Yeah, and that's that's Magnum Force. Overall, I I do really like this one, but I especially hearing the the writer's notes on it. Yeah. There, I do see ways that it can definitely be improved, especially because like the first movie was so good. Yeah. Um. So I am curious what the the next will be like. I well, yeah, and I think as far as a sequel idea, I think it's a great sequel idea. Yeah. Don't think it surpasses Dirty Harry. Um, but it almost feels like if you just edited the movie a little bit and mm-hmm. cut like ten minutes, it'd be great. If you just like mm-hmm. cut out Sunny. And then cut that ending a little bit so that's a little shorter. It it might be as good as Dirty Harry, and eh, probably not because the Zodiac stuff's really interesting. Mm-hmm. But it, it'd be it'd be improved, improved, yeah. But I don't I don't think it's bad by any means. No. But um, 
Yeah. What do you think of it, Dad? I like how it portrayed Harry Callahan uh-huh. as a cop who who won't cross certain lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And you know, yeah, if I if I gotta use my gun, I'm gonna use my gun. But if if uh I I'm not gonna use it indiscriminately. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost like he so, learns that lesson in this movie. Yeah. Um But yeah, I, I think it's good. It's fun watching an old seventies movie. Yeah. Um got three more of these. Yeah. Uh Yeehaw. I know. I think we've the the other thing I did realize though is I was like, I don't know if I can watch these back to back to back to back. Oh. Like we might need to record another Patreon episode and yeah. then do the next one and because I'm I'm because it's a lot of the same tone. Yeah, and I'm I'm afraid that because I've I've looked at the scores and each one is less mm-hmm. uh, critically liked than the previous, which doesn't necessarily mean that we will think that, but it's kind of like okay, I got to space these out because I don't want to I don't want to dislike these. You know, I like them. So, um, do you have a Dirty Harry ranking, Dad? Uh, I would have to think about that, but. Um, but this, uh, of, of the first two, I, I like this one better. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. I do. Yeah. I, you know, it's, I, I, it's so there's so much justice right at the end where the, yeah. the bad Lieutenant uptight mm-hmm. in who ever did pull his gun in mm-hmm. all his years in the service and, yeah. and, uh, um, but who who was behind? Who was the brains behind all the indiscriminate killing? Got his just reward. Yeah, an indiscriminate kill. <laughs> well, that, and that's yeah. It's just the funny. It's the funny and interesting dialogue about these movies because they are kind of contradictory in their conclusions. Because they both of them end with like, "You got to stay in the law," but. <laughs> Eh, we're gonna kill you, and and it is it. It's just kind of like, it's just interesting. These these are very interesting political movies, I guess. So far, yeah. Where where it seems to be, I, I wonder how aware of the messages they're sending they are or not. Well, it's it's also just interesting watching them today as opposed to watching yeah. them when they came yeah. out. Absolutely, yeah. But uh, I mean, that's the fun of something. I these. just realized if you think of a lot of the Eastwood movies. So many of them end with the kind of chase uh-huh. in his westerns, in his cop movies. The last scenes are long, yeah, where he's got to get that one bad guy, yeah, you know, or the bunch of bad guys, you know. There, it's just drawn out, mm-hmm. and, yeah. Um, but all all of them. Almost, I'm thinking of them, almost yeah, yeah. all of them, you know, the Outlaw Josie Wales, High Plains Drifter, uh, the Hang 'em High, they all have that last. Well, that that could thing. be like the Tom Cruise kind of thing where, where you're sitting there and you're like, where he goes, I know that this is what the people want, so we got to do this type of scene. Yeah. You know, so, see Tom run. Yeah. And Clint is probably, especially at this point in his career on, he's like, yeah, people like to see me chase stuff, so I'm going to yeah. chase stuff. Yeah. Or be chased, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was, that was good. Next week we're doing, which one? What's the next one? Do you know, dad? I don't remember what, what's the next one is. Hmm. 
the is it the enforcer? That sounds right. I I think it's the enforcer. Isn't that the one with Tyne Daly? Um, I don't know. I've ne- I haven't seen the rest of these. Yes, so. it is. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, so the enforcer. <laughs> so then it's enforcer sudden impact, and then the Deadpool. Cool. All right. Well, I think that does it. Dad, do you have anything to plug? No, not really. Okay. Is it? Uh, Mike and McCall will be playing at, uh, uh, it'll be long gone by then. I know <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're recording this way ahead of time. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, thank you for coming on dad. Thank you yeah, for inviting you. me. It was, it was a fun time. Good, good. Uh, next week it's, it's, uh, the enforcer and on Patreon, we're covering Zodiac and, uh, yeah, stay sweet people. Bing, bing. I don't know. <laughs> give, give him a sign off, Dad. Give him, give him John Wayne. It's what they want. I tell you, pilgrim, <laughs> a man's just got to know his limitations. <laughs> <laughs>